Welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to the Grace to Gather podcast. Welcome back. We're in episode... We had, what, what episode are we in? <laughs> Welcome back to episode three uh, of season six. Uh, we're excited to get into to the content on that today. What's going on, honey? <laughs> the oven. <laughs> <laughs> the oven's going. Um, that's a pretty normal thing here. Um, it's been a week. I feel like we've had a... Um, an interesting week. We've got some things that we're looking at in our life. And I don't know about you, but it, it seems like sometimes when you're looking at um, maybe some new situations or, or new possibilities, like your mind just kind of just zones in on that. And it feels like everything else kind of fades a little bit. And you're super focused on that one thing. And then um, it feels like there's some stresses that come along with that. Yeah, we kind of find ourselves in a season where we have a lot of options and, um, and all of them are good. We're kind of in like win-win situations, uh, no matter uh, what we choose to do. Um, and we're just really, uh, waiting on the Lord, uh, to hear, um, a uh, word from him and, uh, to, you know, just, just being patient and trusting in his timing and guidance, uh, on what our next steps are. And, uh, We've just been kind of looking at things this last week and, and, uh, several different options. And, um, and the problem is that they all sound good. I mean, every, every option sounds amazing. And, uh, so we're just trying to decide, you know, what route we, what route he would have us go. Well, and, you know, and we shared a little bit in, um, the season premiere just about last year and how, um, we put out some big goals and then it felt like our year just was really hard. Like nothing went as planned. And what we're seeing now is, um, I think we're seeing things start to come together as far as that plan, um, you know, went. And it just goes to the fact that, um, when you step into new things, you will always have challenges. But if you persevere and if you keep pushing through, you'll begin to see the rewards. And so we feel like in this year, we're going to begin to see some of those rewards that last year we were looking at each other saying, oh my gosh, what were we even thinking? Like, how could any of these things happen? And yet now we're kind of seeing that um, that those things are are not only um, likely going to happen, but but we see a way to um, having them happen, and so so it has been good, and there's not really a negative moving forward. But it's like we just kind of all of a sudden find ourselves in this excited place. We're excited for what's um, what's going to be happening in this season in our life. I mean, I know we're in season six of the podcast, but we're talking about a life season as well. Truly for us, this is an empty nester season, and so it is a new season. We are stepping into a new time in our life, and um, so it's kind of, it's it's been exciting and fun and messy. It's felt a little messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very messy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, a couple of months back, we, we had um, we had a word spoken over us by a, a visiting senior uh, pastor who uh, we really admire and respect, and um, and he, you know, he just looked at us and he says, Hey, he goes, don't despise small beginnings. And 
and we've, and we've felt for a long time, like, you know, we're just, we're just, you know, barely doing it. We're just barely, you know, you know, kind of you know, struggling along with, uh, with Grace Together and the podcast. And like, you know, the impact is so small at this point in time. Um, but that word just really, uh, resonated with us that, um, everything starts out with the first step, right? And then you just persevere and continue and persevere and continue and be bold and continue. Uh, and then God does the rest. I mean, God's word says that for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the whole earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And, and that's what we want to be. We want to be fully committed to, to him and his will and his direction uh, for our life. And sometimes that starts out small and then he, he grows it. And that's what we're, we're feeling like, uh, we're stepping into that gro- uh, season of growth for grace to gather and, and for, you know, other areas of our life as well. And I think, um, you know, back to, I don't know what season it was, but on one of the episodes, we talked a little bit about the effect of, um, a rock on water, how it ripples. And I know that in today's world with social media being so prominent, we see all of these accounts with just thousands, I mean, hundreds of thousands, millions of, um, you know, likes and views and interactions and followers. And, and it is such a prominent aspect of our society right now. But the reality is, is that I think we just need to be focused on the fact that we can make a ripple. And if, um, you know, if, if in the course of Grace Together, we even encouraged a hundred people to, really take on a heart of hospitality and really begin to build community and love people and serve people through hospitality, that that would be a significant ripple effect, that that would go out into the world. It would influence other people. It would influence their children and their family and ultimately would have a major effect. And so, it you know, it is really true, even not even to not despise small beginnings, but to not despise small effort because effort is effort. And Mm. when we do something and we, you know, do it over and over and over again, there will be, we will reap what we sow. And that's really what we're doing. You know, I'm getting ready to um, really go into garden mode right now. And I have some of my plants started, but this next week I will be starting the majority of my garden plants, which will be hundreds of plants. And, you know, I'm in that sowing process and, um, you know, right now it's like, it's little, we see little tiny starts coming up, you know, some of them don't come up and I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how many tomato plants I'll end up with or how many broccoli plants I'll end up with. But at the end of this season, all of a sudden I'll find myself with an incredible amount of produce because I'll reap what I'll sown. And it's that same principle. Even if it's a small amount, you're still going to see multiplication in your efforts when you are doing good things for the Lord. Absolutely. And, and, you know, once again, we have no desire whatsoever to be famous, which is, it seems to be the desire of the vast majority of people on social media. Um, our desire is to have influence, uh, and influence in good, positive, uh, you know, loving ways that draw people together and draw people uh, closer to God uh, and, and really, you know, build communities in such a way that we're, we're changing uh, the direction of where the world's going right now. And, and that's our hope. That's our dream. And um, hopefully you believe in that dream as well. 
Yeah. And that kind of really leads into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and the question that we asked is who leads you? Um, and so last week we talked about loving your neighbor and what that practically looks like, how you practically love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about it from the perspective of both your, you know, physical neighbor, but then also you mentioned, um, the good Samaritan mm-hmm. and, you know, just the fact that really uh, our neighbor is the world. I mean, it really is a call. Um, when, when God said, love your neighbor as yourself, he was really calling us to love people. Not just the one that physically lives next door to us, but really anyone that we encounter. And so we had some practical ways that we can love our neighbor, um, which were things like serving them and helping them when they need a hand, feeding them, checking in on them, um, caring for them through intentional relationship, um, submitting to them from a perspective of choosing not to engage in conflict. Sometimes I know, you know, we can have some issues with our neighbors just because we don't see things the same way. But when we are willing to just step away from conflict and just kind of let it go and submit, you know, to their preferences, um, that is a way that we can love our neighbors. And so as we um, kind of move forward today, we really want to go deeper into how we manage to do that. Right. And we talked about the qualities that enable us to do that, uh, qualities such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, uh, how all those things uh, allow us to love our neighbors, right? And But what, what we're going to talk about today is, is, is what is leading you to do those things. What is leading you in your everyday life decisions? What is leading you day by day, right? That could be a number of things. I mean, it could be money. It could be um, just a desire to have a high paying job of, of, of uh, influence. It could be, could be fear. Well, the reality is, is that something is leading you. And I think maybe we don't stop and think about that. But but there is always something that is leading us. It's pushing us. And it could be those things that you named. It could be family or faith or addiction or, um, you know, hurt. I mean, sometimes there are things that happen in our life that hurt us and that um, leads us into decisions or actions that we make. And so I think that a lot of the time we just don't think about that. A lot of the time we just like see something. We're like, oh, you know, I want that or I want, you know, to accomplish this or I want my life to look like this. But we don't really go to the root of what it is that is leading us. Yeah. The driving force behind uh, our, you know, desires. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to read to you um, a scripture out of Galatians uh, chapter five. <clears throat> it says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your own sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying each other. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the simple nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions. 
And then later on, it goes on to say, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. The verse that we're focusing on today is Galatians 5.16, which Damon just read, but it says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And so we really want to focus on the fact that like we said, something is leading us and we get to choose what it is. We get to choose if we are submitted to the Holy Spirit, submitted to the Lord, and we are allowing Him to lead us and we are um, focused on the good fruit that the Holy Spirit gives us or if we're going to allow self to lead us. So often what leads us is our own selfish nature. I mean, I know <laughs> there's not hardly a minute that goes by that I'm not thinking about what I would like and how I would like it to look or to turn out or to be. And, you know, even in conversation, we'll have a conversation and it's like, well, you know what? I really think we should do this. And you'll respond, well, I don't know if we should do that. I think maybe we should do this. And it's, you know, just every area of your life, it's so easy to just be from your point of view and your perspective. And it's not that there's anything wrong with that, unless we allow that to lead us down a road that um, causes us to enter into sinful actions or situations. But if we look in the book of Romans, chapter 8, it says that those who live according to the flesh or our own selfish nature um, have their minds set on what the flesh desires or what they, our own personal desires are. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. And further on it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh, or it's not to our selfish desires, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So, you know, this verse really speaks to me because I can be a very selfish uh, person. I mean, I grew up with a very selfish mother and selfish family members that, that everybody just, you know, did their own thing regardless of, you know, who it hurt or, you know, who it impacted. And and so I, I grew up with that. And, and, you know, early on in our marriage, I was very selfish, very selfish person. Um, I, I, I hope to to think that I have grown, you know, less selfish over the years, but it can, boy, it can come back just, just like that. You know, um, if I don't get my way, I can just really kind of just dig in, uh, on that. And that leads us into our next segment. Welcome to Marriage Minute. Who leads you in your relationship? Neva and I are both very strong-willed people and don't easily back down from a conflict. In fact, if we let our selfish natures guide us, then we can get into a conflict that very quickly spirals out of control, with both of us waiting for the other person to get their act together so that there can be peace back in our home. But if we let the Spirit lead us and submit to each other in humility, putting the needs of the other person before our own, this puts peace and tranquility back in the home and really builds an atmosphere of trust, of deep trust in the relationship. In fact, Neva and I just went through a season of this 
where each one of us really dug in on our individual perspectives, waiting for the other person to back down. And this built some pretty deep trenches in our relationship. But the spirit finally got our attention, which enabled us to come together in humility and really focus on the major issues. And this enabled a huge breakthrough in our marriage and ushered peace back into the household. Well, so I think um, we can probably wrap it up today with actually my morning Bible reading. Um, I was reading in Proverbs chapter 8, and I actually, every time, you know, it's it's almost on a monthly basis, I go back and I read this verse, and I just, I think I feel a little bit of, of awe, and um, to me it's one of those just absolutely poetically beautiful um chapters in the Bible. So in Proverbs chapter 8, in the New Living Translation, the title is Wisdom Calls for a Hearing. And I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I would really encourage you to read the whole chapter because what we see here really goes to what we were talking to today in relationship to the Holy Spirit's ability to help us walk out our life with wisdom and how important that is. We know that King Solomon asked for wisdom, and the Lord gave him wisdom. And for all of his years, up until the end of his life, he sought the Lord, and he had more wisdom than any man on earth has ever had. And so as you read through Proverbs chapter 8, what you see is really, I believe, the Holy Spirit. I I believe that we see um, a description of who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit brings to us if we're willing to accept it. And so we would just encourage you today that as you um, step away from listening to the podcast, you take some time to just read the entire chapter of um, Proverbs 8 and let it sink in and really begin to understand who you can have leading your life if you choose to. Yes. So if if we go back to to the qualities that help us uh, practice hospitality to the absolute best of our ability, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, the Holy Spirit is what enables us to, to do those things far beyond our own abilities. So if you really want to practice hospitality and love on your neighbor, then I hope that you too will lean into the Holy Spirit and trust in his guidance uh, over your life. So thank you for joining us today on the Grace to Gather podcast. We hope to see you back here next week as we continue to talk about how to love your neighbor. Please like us and follow us on social media and please share us with your friends. We'd love to have a review or a comment on the Grace to Gather podcast and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast.